Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Good to have you with us this morning. It's 846. This is Dale Johnson joining you on Lincoln Live. And it's my pleasure to welcome in Lincoln Mayor Lirion Gaylor-Baird. Mayor, thank you very much for our monthly conversation. Hey, my pleasure. Nice to be with you, Dale. We uh, caught up with each other outside the Hall of Justice Wednesday uh, during the noon hour for the Lincoln Police Memorial. This has been National Police Week. Uh, Peace Officers Week uh, was also celebrated nationwide, uh, President Kennedy setting that into motion 60 years ago. But uh, it was one of those events, Mayor, I consider it to be among my, my proudest moments being involved in the dedication of that uh, law enforcement memorial last year. And that was the site of the uh, ceremony on Wednesday, and you were involved. Yeah, that's right. We We take time to both honor and remember people who've served our community and law enforcement and particularly those who made the ultimate sacrifice protecting our community and and so we had representatives from the sheriff's office and of course LPD and we read the names of those we've lost through the years fortunately those are um, a small number and we want to keep it that way we don't want to add any more names to our into the granite memorial outside the hall of justice and so it's just really taking time to to make sure they're never forgotten and to thank their families and to honor their families too and i always appreciate the monthly conversations i have with lincoln police chief Teresa ewans those are valuable mm -hmm. to keep not only me up on law enforcement efforts but uh, the community too so it's all good okay from uh, the City Hall's office as far as law enforcement is concerned. Uh, Mayor, I want to talk about uh, another issue today. Today, May 20th, uh, was the deadline, or is the deadline, I should say, because it's not over yet, is the deadline for those who are raising money to remove the mural from Pershing Center. Uh, the amount is a million dollars to get it removed before the city demolishes Pershing Center, which is my understanding going to happen in September. Today was the city-imposed deadline. Is that going? Or is the city going to stick today with today being the deadline day? We are not. We are extending the deadline on the mural fundraiser to June first. Uh, we thought, in, in conversation with the folks who were leading that effort, that it would be nice for them to be able to participate in Give to Lincoln Day to continue to try to raise funds to remove and relocate the mural. Um, so, so we're working with them to allow for that and. At the same time, we continue to keep our focus on making sure that we are able to stay on schedule for this long overdue redevelopment of the Pershing Block that our community has been wanting for so long. So uh, we, we are in conversation and, and have extended the deadline to June 1st. Yeah, let's put this into context. The city, good listeners, isn't uh, just being a big bad city and th throwing down arbitrarily this May 20th deadline. The city's on a schedule, too. And I'm correct in that the city would like to start demolition of Purging it, purging in September, Mayor. I believe that's right. We we certainly, you know, first announced the the redevelopment selection of the, the White Lotus Group to redevelop the block back in around March of 2020. It was maybe one of the headlines that wasn't as um, 
closely watched at that moment as COVID, you know, came to our community. But but we have been working to redevelop the Pershing block since that time, and and so now we're getting closer to the moment when demolition would be the next step. So so there really are there's a, there's a schedule, and we're we're giving them as much time as we can within that schedule. And you know, um, if if for some reason the group can't raise funds in time our urban development team plans to work with the demolition company to try to find parts of that mural that could be salvaged in my conversations with lincoln artist liz shea mccoy who's uh, spearheading the one million dollar effort to safely get that mural removed uh, the, the reason all this has to follow in domino fashion is the city giving the the effort uh, a deadline to raise the money until june 1st it takes two or three months to safely get that mural all 738,000 one-inch tiles off of the east wall of Pershing Center. And so you do June, July, August. The city wants to start demolition in September. So you can see that it's a, it's a tight time frame. But Liz is confident. And when I had a conversation with her about a week or so ago, uh, she left me hopeful that they would be able to raise the money. And at that time, about a week or so ago, the amount was $600,000. Uh, have you been in on any conversations on where this mural may possibly be located? You know, I haven't. <laughs> My, okay. I haven't personally, but I know, okay. you know, we're trying to be as um, supportive as we can of mm-hmm. their efforts. And um, so I'm sure our urban development team has probably, you know, listen to their thoughts and um you know i think storing it is is a big piece obviously so it's going to need require a big site um we'll see what happens the suggestion has been the lancaster event center fairgrounds another suggestion that popped up i believe it came out of an editorial in the journal star and that is to move it to pinewood bowl which i think is a splendid idea it's just all a matter of whether it would fit and work and whether a location might be secure. So that's all exciting for the future of the Pershing mural. But the city, you heard it here, the city is extending the fundraising deadline until June 1st. Mayor Gaylor Bayer joining me on the conversation for Lincoln Live. Mayor, uh, circling back to the Wednesday event there at uh, outside the Hall of Justice, also outside uh, members who uh, of Lincoln's native community who are uh, very concerned about uh, legal protections of a native sweat lodge located on about two acres of private land surrounded by Wilderness Park across the street from the planned Wilderness Crossing development that has been approved by the city council. Can you take us into your latest uh, conversation? I did see you in the crowd over there with uh, mm-hmm. the Native American folks. What that conversation is about at this point? Sure. Uh, you know, My One Lincoln Initiative identifies creating a culture of equity and inclusion and belonging as a strategic priority for my administration. And and so um, part of what that conversation has been about is finding additional ways to include more Native voices in in our city processes uh, beyond the public hearings and other opportunities that we already provide for anyone to have a voice in decision-making. So we're looking both at, at continuing to diversify the boards and commissions of the community and also uh, looking at ways to potentially help provide protections for um, the sweat lodge that's located on private property across the street from the Wilderness Crossing development. And, you know, that, that could look like a conservation easement. We're still, in, you know, just we're already working on exploring those options. Um, so, so we feel good about the, the growing relationship we have. 
Mayor Gaylor Bayard with me on Lincoln Live. For, for many people, and admittedly me too, I wasn't aware there was a sweat lodge even in Wilderness Park, mm-hmm. uh, let alone uh, taking up a couple of acres of private land in Wilderness Park. And so that was an education. And I've lived here since 1985 and wasn't aware <laughs> of that. Uh, so this is a learning curve for those outside of the Native community. That's right. We all have an opportunity to become more informed and educated and and to uh, help in terms of potentially protecting other ceremonial sites in the community moving forward. Mayor Gaylor Bayard here. Mayor, let's turn to an announcement that came out in uh, late April. This is the first chance you and I have had to talk about the Climate Smart Collaborative to focus on sustainable a sustainable future for Lincoln. Boy, I don't know what the climate situation is the calendar says it's may but yesterday it was 90 today it's 70 tomorrow it'll be won't even be 60 so there's a lot of fluctuation in mother nature right about now Mm -hmm. but if you could review the key goals that were uh released back in late april for the climate smart collaborative yeah well i mean our key goal ultimate goal is to protect our quality of life you know protect our air quality and reduce greenhouse gas emissions that are contributing to some of the intense uh, weather events that we experience and to be a part of the solution of, of increasing our energy independence and, and to look for ways to utilize renewable resources. So this Climate Smart Collaborative is a way to to approach those goals and also at the same time really strengthen our public infrastructure. And we know that auto manufacturers are making a transition to uh, greener, greener vehicles um, and we have a chance in partnership with LPS and Lincoln Electric System and the county and UNL working together to green our fleets, to lead by example, and to um, thoughtfully plan how we place EV electric vehicle charging stations to serve our fleets and to uh, place them in ways that will support our residents and visitors to our community who may be driving an electric vehicle. So we're working together to develop an EV readiness plan for our community. And and that's important not only for all the goals that I mentioned, but also because this is a moment where the federal government is, you know, specifically making this a priority and looking to build out the EV charging network across the country. So we want to be able to draw down funds to support that effort so that we have a really cost-effective means of achieving a more climate-smart future and strengthening our infrastructure right here in Lincoln, Lancaster County. Mayor, I can recall in 2007 going to Portland, Oregon and seeing my first charging station. And I walked up. It was outside of a grocery store. I had no idea what it was. <laughs> no concept at all back in 2007. They were brand new. Uh, and now, look, they're just springing up necessarily everywhere. Well, it's going to be amazing to see when Ford F-150s are electric, you know, what kind, you know, if we'll be reaching a whole new group of folks who will appreciate having that capability and cost savings in terms of fuel and the ability to, as I understand that the new F-150s are going to have a lot of outlets in in them and you can, you know, plug in your tools. (laughs) You can practically use it as a backup generator for your house if there's a blackout. So, I mean, it's... It's exciting what's coming down the road. Mayor, we we have a couple of minutes left, and I'd like you to take some time to talk about two city employees that will be retiring here. Uh, Well, in the case of Lynn Johnson, he's just uh, on the job for a matter of days. 
Uh, Lynn retires as the city's Parks and Rec Director after 22 years. And then Pat Leach retiring as the Director of City Libraries. She'll be leaving before the summer's through. So talk. I had a conversation with Lynn Johnson. I've known Lynn for my entire time here, and there were things that I learned from not only from him, but uh, as a result of his work through Lincoln Parks. Talk about Lynn Johnson first leaving the city. Yeah. Oh, we are... We are so grateful for the incredible, you know, 22 years as director, incredible service, um, 25 years with the department. Um, he leaves big shoes to fill, and we are, we're so grateful for the way he has helped to transform this community. It's, it's hard to go anywhere in the city and not see something that he's done to help beautify or to create a, a space that we can enjoy from Centennial Mall to, you know, the um, uh, you know, Pioneer's Parks improvements, and um, we sunken gardens and the cascade fountain and um it, it is really truly remarkable the legacy that he leaves and we're so grateful for his service and he'll be very missed and we really want to thank him for his contributions to lincoln mayor i have about a minute would you talk for briefly about pat leach oh well, pat leach has been in the library system like her entire professional life and we are so so fortunate that her seasoned leadership got us through, you know, a time of disruption where libraries continue to serve the public, and we are we are going to miss her a ton. She another well-deserved retirement, um, and want to thank her for her incredible public service as well. Listeners, you can hear my conversation with Lynn Johnson on the Lincoln Live podcast tab at kfowarnow.com. And I also have a conversation planned here in the next couple of days with Pat Leach, uh, who went through a lot during the COVID pandemic uh, in reinventing libraries, Mm -hmm. uh, so to speak. Mayor, thank you very much. I hope you have a great summer. Thank you. You too, Dale. Nice to talk with you. We'll talk uh, in another month. Lincoln Mayor Larry on Gaylor Baird.